Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On The Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you, and welcome back on board On The Mark. It's delightful to have you here with us this morning. We invite you to give us a call on an open phones day, 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236, but be sure to put OTM at the start of your message so that it comes right through to us. And On The Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. They're a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, and the Kia dealerships on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them and check them out online at www.sunburymotors.com. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles. They are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, including all sizes of trucks. They have a large truck shop, parts department, body shop, alignment shop, and a repair garage for all types of vehicles, and they're a master towing service with decades of experience. Find them on the web again at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials or build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. Again, our phone lines are open, 570-743-9565. Yesterday, we ran out of time at the end of the program. We had to cut Lance and uh, um, Chris short, so they're welcome to finish their thoughts this morning if they want to. And the verdict is in. Our resident critic, Tom, says, well, people, the verdict is in OTM, the sequel starring Sleepy Joe McGranahan is improved over the original version. Why? Because it's one half hour shorter, leaving the MAGA crowd less time to spew their diatribes of what was said the previous night on shows like Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, Breitbart, and others. A laughable topic was presented on this show that blew my mind. The United States is out of ammunition? Really? Are you serious? A particular size of ammo, 1.5 something that they are using may be getting to levels that the military felt could hurt our protection if it were to be continued to be used. Another possibility is they are looking for an excuse to use cluster bombs because Russia is using them on Ukrainian troops. Rest assured, we are not out of ammo. I find that statement an embarrassment to our military. Come on, callers, you can do better than that if you're trying to make a fool of Joe Biden. Looks to me like Sleepy Joe just outslicked the magas again. Joe Biden 2024 in a cakewalk. Gee, thanks. I appreciate you calling me Sleepy Joe. I, I wasn't certain whether the reference of Sleepy Joe was to me or to Joe Biden, but in any event, thank you so much for sharing your criticism with us, Thomas. We deeply appreciate it. And incidentally, just so you know, no one said we were running out of ammunition. What they said was they specifically referred to the story at President Biden's talk. Uh, he said the war, this is a war relating to munitions, and they're running out of that ammunition 
ammunition, and we're low on it. And so what I finally did, I took the recommendation of the Defense Department to, not permanently, but to allow for this transition period while we get one more 155 weapons, these shells for the Ukrainians. Reactions on social media ranged from confused to outrage as conservative pundits and experts alike wondered why Biden was announcing the U.S. shortage during a nationally televised interview that could be seen by adversaries. Love when the President of America goes on CNN to tell everybody we're low on ammo, remarked political operative Logan Dobson. So, there's the story. The President said it himself. It wasn't dug up by right-wing media. It was a correct, a direct quote from Joe Biden himself. Lance, you were cut short yesterday, so you're back on, and you've got more time to finish your thought. Good morning, sir. Okay, and a fine, fine morning it is, isn't it? It is indeed. They say on a glorious July day, the meadows were sweet and ripe with hay, and purple mountains erect and bold propped pyramided clouds of ruffled gold. And that's really what it is here right now. Looking over at the mountain. All right, boy. But anyway, what about yesterday? Uh, you always complain about, you know, in other words, you always say person complains about things and then has no solutions to resolve it, correct? Well, in New York State, they are resolving their problems with their schools. Now, due in no part on the, in other words, the state is not doing it at all. Um, the case in point is, the, if you took this particularly organized charter school organization as a school district, they would be the fifth largest district in the state, okay? They teach the same curriculum, and they don't worry about woke very much. They actually teach reading, writing, and arithmetic. Isn't that amazing? Bizarre concept. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they um, are about one-third white, one-third black, one-third brown. And since uh, in the last four years, they doubled their graduation rate, which was like an abysmal 35%, up to over 70-some percent. And it's uh, really uh, going uh, great guns, but they're going to try and pull their uh, funding when it works. And I think that is really terrible. Uh, you think about it now. <clears throat> I know you're, you have some kind of a chaotic idea that the state can actually turn this around? I think it should try. Yeah, how? Well, as I said before, I think one of the first steps is to require that teachers' unions get hauled into some sort of alignment, that the the amount of power they have over the education system has to be diminished. We have to start making judgments based on what's best for the kids, not what's best for the politicians and best for the teachers. I mean, the kids are there to be instructed. The teachers are there to do the instructing. And I think somewhere we've lost concept. We've lost that concept, and now it's become a struggle to not only teach kids, but to tell them not 
not to, to teach them how to think, but to what to think. And I think that's going the wrong way. And I think that's why Mums for, uh, I think, what, what was it Mums for something or other? I'm trying to remember the name of it, the outfit that, that's getting a lot of bad publicity right now from the left. But, I mean, I think we have to decide in this country that public education is what we need to support. Let's face it, what happens if you take all these kids out, you give them school choice vouchers, and the kids who qualify for the vouchers under whatever terms you set up, they're gone. They've now got a good education, or they're getting one, in theory. But what happened to those kids left behind in the school districts who, for whatever reason, didn't qualify or couldn't get a voucher? What do we do with them? Are we just throwing them in the trash? No, we make the laws so that they can qualify, too. Well, then all we've done is we've abandoned the public education system and we've gone into private right. funding for education, which is where this country started and where it didn't work. Only the wealthy had access to education in the early days of our republic. No, but what if it's public funding? It's just like if you take, uh, we don't have uh, road building crews that are the state, right? We have uh, paid people who know what they're doing to do the job. But that's what we're doing now in theory, isn't it? We're paying people who should know what they're doing to do the job. We're paying teachers who have been educated, uh, who have received their degrees and certifications, and they're teaching our kids. The question becomes, what kind of direction are they getting from school boards? What kind of pressures are they getting from teachers' unions? What, what are they, in fact, teaching our kids? I think we need to go back to focus on, as you said at the start, reading, writing, arithmetic. We need to get, get our kids a good basic education. We need to teach them financial literacy. They need to understand how to balance a checkbook. They need to understand life skills that I think are more important than whether or not you believe in the 1619 theory or whether you believe BLM is a good group or a bad group. We need to teach kids the basics. Oh, I 100% agree with that, but you're going to have to uh, convince uh, the Democratic Party of that, and that's going to be a problem, because they are really the whole problem in the deal. You realize that uh, Mom's organization by that... Uh, yes, Mom's for Liberty. It's Mom's yeah, for Liberty. Right? Liberty, that is a uh, hate group, according to uh, the Democrats. I thought that was according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. I may be wrong. Yeah, I guess it was. yeah the Southern Poverty Law Center, right. And uh, which, of course, they are, <laughs> I'm sure, Democrats. Now, it's going to be a real problem. I, I, now, think about it now. What would a, the post office be if it hadn't have been for UPS and FedEx? You mean putting pressure, like? putting pressure on them, you mean? Or supporting them through no, their what delivery? I, no, what I'm trying to say was, I remember back when I was a kid, you'd hear commercials for the post office. Make sure you get your stuff in there early, you know, or don't expect us to, uh, you know, you get it there, right? And right. now, well, it's like, you get it there Christmas Eve, we'll have it, right? It has improved the post office so much, you just can't believe it. Well, except when I was a kid, we had morning mail and we had afternoon mail. We had mail seven days a week. We don't have that now. Well, no, but I, all I'm saying is the package department 50 years ago was in the uh, garage business, and we depended on foreign parts, right? Right. It was a foreign garage. So, of course, there weren't any sources right here local for that kind of thing, and everything was shipped in. Well, there's a couple things <laughs> that we would got through the post office. We could almost account on about 1 in 10 something got messed up. And in five years, 
I don't think there was one package that UPS screwed up. So okay. it wasn't it wasn't the best back when. That's for sure. Well, now the post office department does deliver on Sunday, but it's packages for other carriers. It's not their own stuff, I don't believe. So. No, no, no. That's for sure. So but we're making I, some progress. I, well, yeah, yeah. But I'm but just going to go back to what I said at the beginning. I think the, if we carry this through to its ultimate conclusion, we have all these kids now out of public education into something else. We have this giant infrastructure of schools and teachers and unions and all this stuff sitting there underutilized because we moved the kids somewhere else on the premise that they're going to get a good education. But what if they don't get a good education there? What if there are unforeseen problems we haven't even thought about yet? And those kids aren't getting a good education. Then we have to start something new. I think our best bet is to take what we've got, strengthen it, make it better where it's weak, make it stronger where it's corrupt, take away the corruption, you know, where it's in, ineffective, make it effective. Those are our challenges. And I think the teachers' unions should certainly be a part of that. I think they should want to make sure that kids are getting educated. You know, we're spending so much time teaching to the test that we forgot to teach kids how to think. So no. that's just my diatribe. Yeah, well, I can understand your ideas and everything like that, but we have to face reality. And that is, we have a Democratic Party that has gone so far to the left, been gotten so far away from basic, basic human life, really, that uh, it's almost seems like we're uh, at the past the point of rescue. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, I hope you're wrong, Lance. But I thank you for your opinions as always, sir. Thanks so much for calling. Have a good one. Take care. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. That's five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. Email us at onthemark at wkok dot com or text us at seven zero two three six. Be sure to include OTM at the start of your text. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since nineteen fifteen. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention, and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. 
The InventHelp data bank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-354-9416. That's 1-800-354-9416. Again, 1-800-354-9416. Qualify for Medicare and Medicaid? Add more benefits to your Medicaid coverage at no extra monthly cost with the Geisinger Gold Medicare Advantage plan. Geisinger Gold was rated a best insurance company for Medicare Advantage with prescription drug by U.S. News & World Report. Get more without paying more. Call 866-950-4317 today. Geisinger Gold are HMO PPO and HMO DSNIP plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Geisinger Gold depends on contract renewal. Susquehanna Valley RV Take off More exciting new places Take off All the wide open spaces A new adventure is waiting for you Friends to make Great things to do There's an exciting new world Waiting for you At Susquehanna Valley RV A camper's best friend Welcome back to On The Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan, 570-743-9565. We'll get you straight through to our producer, Lynn Hall, who will put you on the uh, line, and then we'll get on the phone with you and talk to you and let you express your opinions, as some of our emailers and texters have done already this morning. One of our texters, in response to Tom's critique of the program, says, Oh, my, Tom, you are spewing left-wing nonsense. Then your dear leader is the one that said we were low on ammo. Nice way to tell our enemies we are low on ammo, right? Probably not the best idea to tell somebody. It can be like if FDR said during World War II, gee, we're running out of bullets. I think Hitler would have been happy to hear that. Not that he did it. Now, don't get me wrong. He never said any such thing. And then about our education discussion that we're having this partly this morning, what, what you suggest, meaning me, I guess, for the government schools would be good, but the teachers' unions in their current structure are an impediment to that. I agree in, in principle that they are. They've become more focused on advocating for the rights of the teachers, and the teachers do deserve rights, I'm not going to argue that point with you, than they are about education, educating the kids. I think they demonstrated that during the pandemic. EB says, are you really praising mums for liberty? Google them. They're a hate group. In the past two weeks alone, their chapters have made news for putting Hitler quotes in their flyers. There are pictures of its leaders with the Proud Boys. Their whole function is, as you said, to teach kids what to think. In this case, they harass educators to advance their pro-white, anti-LGBTQ plus, A plus agenda via book banning and curriculum designed to indoctrinate children. Well, A.B., that's one way to look at it. But on the other hand, I think they're a response group. They're responding to what the left has done with respect to indoctrinating kids with all these formulas and woke ideologies that they're promoting in schools today. Here in Pennsylvania, our teachers are required to look to do some. I, have, I had a story on it. didn't get it to read it, but they're telling teachers now they have to learn this new technique for teaching kids. It's, it's, a, it's a crime that we're trying to teach kids what to think, whether it's from the right or the left. I'd like to think that I taught my son how to think. 
and I encouraged him to learn how to think. And he made choices entirely different from mine. I'm a conservative. He's a liberal. I, I value that. I'm glad he thought for himself. And I think we should give every kid the opportunity to do that. But we can only do it by exposing them to opinions on both sides. If Moms for Liberty is talking about things they don't like, is that any different than the left talking about things they don't like or things they want included in education? I don't think it's any different. You know, you could say, well, they used Hitler quotes. I haven't seen that. I'm not certain what Hitler quotes they used. But, you know, there are other people who have quoted Hitler from time to time. The fact that he said something reasonable once doesn't necessarily mean that it's not worthy of being quoted. Uh, he said a lot of terrible things, which I don't think we should quote anymore today. But in any event, I think Moms for Liberty has a place at the table. I think we, we need to have a national conversation about education, what we're teaching kids, how we're teaching it to them, what kind of results we expect. I mean, what are we producing? What are the kids coming out of school? I think Cindy the other day mentioned that we can't keep going on with the graduation rates that are in the 20s and 30 percents. And I agree with that. We need to hold public education's feet to the fire. We need to say to them, somewhere along the line, you're failing. Now, why are you failing? And what can we do to help you not fail anymore? That's, I think, the key to this debate. But we can't have it by just saying, oh, their ideology is terrible to me. I don't even want to talk to them. We have to let everybody have a seat at the table, and we need to address the situation the best way we can. And I think that's by being open and frank and being willing to hear the other side's views, not something that we're willing, overly willing to do anymore today. Another one of our emailers says, Joe, you've stated that you don't support school choice, but believe what we need is quality public education. Affirmative action was supposed to be a band-aid until the root of the problem, public education, was resolved. That never happened. For the last 50 years, all we we've done is throw money at public education. Around 1980, the federal government got involved, and as expected, all we got was a bureaucratic monstrosity. The Federal Department of Education did nothing except empower the teachers' union, and that power was on full display during COVID. How much failure do you need to witness before you'll accept the fact that more money and federal government oversight is not the solution? The competition created by public-private school choice will force improvement in education and guard against the ongoing federal indoctrination of our children. Well, in part, I can say I understand where you're coming from, but I think I, I'm not just saying throw money in federal government oversight at the problem. I don't think that's been successful. I applaud the movement of parents to try and take back their schools. They are, after all, the ones who are paying the bills. Look what happened in Virginia with Governor Yonkin being elected based on the fact that, that he focused on getting the parents' rights for education. And let's face it, when, you, when you're accusing parents of being, uh, what, terrorists? because they go to school board meetings? I mean, come on, that's beyond the pale. We need to accept the fact that parents have every right to be involved in their parents' education. And in theory, that's what we have set up. Local school boards are supposed to be comprised, I would suspect, of parents who are concerned about their kids' education and, moreover, willing to donate some of their time to work to improve the situation. I think the school board directors, in many cases, just don't get enough thanks for a non-paying job that usually lends itself to a great deal of criticism but yet they do have an obligation back to the kids. And I think many of them recognize that, maybe all of them recognize that, but they just view it in different ways. In any event, I'm not against 
in some instances, I mean, if the public school is just beyond help, then maybe there's got to be a way for kids to get out of that and into something better. But until we've exhausted every effort to improve public education, I really don't think we can keep on just saying, throw it out the door. It can't be solved. It can't be redeemed. We need to work on it. 570-743-9565 is our hotline number. Give us a call. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. But be sure to include OTM in the, um, in the, at the start of your message. Uh, another emailer says, Joe, when Biden is coherent, I bet he made a stop outside the special room in the White House and took a snort of the magic dust. His coherency only lasts a short while until he's back to his gaffes. We as Americans should not have to suspect such nasty actions on behalf of our current leader. But, well, apparently we do. <laughs> and I think there's been an interesting thing. Well, I'll, I'll cover this next email first. Um, this is also from EB. She says, well, another GOP talking point has gone out the window. The alleged GOP whistleblower who supposedly had evidence of wrongdoing by Hunter Biden acted as an illegal arms dealer, was an unregistered agent for the Beijing government, and tried to help China obtain Iranian oil in violation of U.S. sanctions. That's according to the Justice Department, which unsealed those charges yesterday. Better tell fake news Stan and your other conservative callers that they'll need to twist themselves into a pretzel once again to come up with a news story because this one is falling apart quickly, signed E.B. I must admit I haven't heard that. Maybe, I don't know where you saw it covered, E.B., but I didn't see it. So we'll have to take a closer look at that one as we go forward. But there is an interesting story that I saw yesterday, and we've had the discussion. I don't mean to go back to jump around a little bit too much, but we've had the discussion about red flag laws in this program before, and uh, some of our callers have debated very, very strenuously about, uh, well, these aren't laws that are going to keep us any safer. But I thought it was interesting that, that in the weeks before uh, Kim Brady Carricker allegedly opened fire at random with an AR-15 in southwest Philadelphia on July 3rd, killing five people and wounding four others, including including several children, the few people close to him had watched him grow increasingly agitated and erratic, sometimes pacing the house wearing a bulletproof vest. Prosecutors and others have also said that. Now in the wake of last week's bloodshed, officials are urging people to call police or the city's mental health resource line when they see suspicious social media posts or think someone might need help. You know, and as uh, Carricker's possible mental health issues increasingly come into focus, the community he left shattered is trying to find ways to heal their own psychological trauma. Now, in this instance, would a red flag law maybe have stopped this guy if his people around him, the few people around him, noticed his increasing agitation, his increasing bizarre behavior, and reported it? Maybe the government would have come, the police or the sheriff, and someone had taken his rifles and his firearms away from him and made sure that he got the help he needed. Many times I don't think there's a, an exact law that would have solved a fatal shooting or a series of fatal shootings, but in this case it would seem that a red flag law might have done something positive to prevent the outcome that happened. And if it would have, if we can have saved one life, wouldn't it be worth a shot? And yes, you might take away someone's guns temporarily and someone might create a, a uh, make a false charge about someone else's ability to be mentally capable with a firearm, but you know, more likely, isn't it, 
that somebody's life would be saved by something like this. It's just a thought. Okay, we'll give you a chance to give us a call, 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. What do these things have in common? Bacon, blacktop, a fajita, Shimox Furniture World. It's easy. They're all sizzling. Hi, this is JP from Shimox Furniture World. Our summer sizzler sale is back this year at our new, much larger location in Mount Carmel. Remember, we now have 56,000 square feet to be able to showcase more bedrooms, living rooms, dining rooms, recliners, mattresses, accessories, and now area rugs. Prices are red hot with savings up to 50% off. Queen, adjustable bases for only $3.99. American-made power rocker recliner. Mark down the $4.99. Lift chairs starting at $5.99. And save up to $700 on select Serta Arctic and iComfort adjustable sets and much, much more. Just like the summer heat, these savings won't be here forever, so hurry in. As always, we offer free delivery, setup, and removal of your old furniture. See why we've been voted Reader's Voice Best Furniture Store eight years in a row. Our annual summer sizzler sale is a great time to stop in and experience our new beautiful location at Shimox Furniture World, 121 East 5th Street in Mount Carmel. We've been selling happiness since 1915. Who doesn't need to save on their grocery bill? We invite you to come and explore the many grocery items at below wholesale prices at Surplus Outlet. If you haven't checked out your local Surplus Outlet, you're missing out on the savings that could go right in your pocket. Hello, this is Justin Michaels here at Surplus Outlet, and we have what you're looking for in brand name products at prices below the big box stores. Surplus Outlet savings really add up, saving you money that you can put towards things that make you happy, weekend adventures for the family, and maybe even a treat for yourself. If you love a bargain, get ready to stock up. Day in and day out, we give you our lowest prices and many brand products at below wholesale prices. It's time to fire up the grill and spend time with family and friends. Surplus Outlet has all your grilling items, including hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken, and sausages. Surplus Outlet has a great selection of all your favorite salty snacks and fresh produce at unbeatable prices. As the temperature gets hotter, so do the prices at Surplus Outlet. Surplus Outlet, Route 11 Northumberland, and Route 15 Montgomery. Sign up for Facebook and email alerts for additional special savings. Do it today. When you're trying to hire, all that searching, screening, and interviewing can become its own job. You need Indeed, the end-to-end hiring solution that makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com credits.
Welcome back to On the Mark, 570-743-9565. Yesterday, hysterically busy. Today, we're a little slow, but give us a call. EB has sent us another email. She says, I actually agree with you. Joe, it is important for parents to have a say in what their children are taught at school. I have a daughter going into second grade and a son going into sixth. Together with some other parents, my husband and I are launching an initiative to make sure the schools teach critical race theory and gender identity. We are concerned parents who want to have a say in our children's education, and I hope other parents will follow our lead. It is essential that we make sure schools teach what we believe they need to be taught. And that certainly is your right, E.B. And I think if the community decides that's what should be taught in their schools, then that's the community's choice, right? But it should be a matter of vote, and it should be a matter of actually getting everybody together in the same room and talking about the issues and trying to come up with something that makes sense. You might want to indoctrinate your children. You might want to teach them critical race theory and gender identity. Someone else may say, no, that's not a very good idea, and I don't think we should be doing it. But if we get together and find out, is there some way to, that we can bring these elements in or teach people what they actually need to know about the subject, not what we think they should know about the subject, then maybe we're going to be in better shape. Anyhow, I hope that's a good idea that we can think about down the road. 570-743-9565. And one of our texters says, oh, EB, the people calling Mums for Liberty, a terrorist group at the Southern Poverty Law Center. They are a premier hate group that hires Antifa terrorists. So we got a lot of emails and texts today, but phone calls are not coming in. So give us a call if you want to add something to the discussion this morning, 570-743-9565. And we will, we do have a call coming in, and we have, I think, another text that I didn't read. Did I read that? No, I did read that. So, okay, we're in good shape there. Actually, the phones are now lighting up, so we'll have one of those on the line in just a moment. 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236, but be sure to put OTM at the start of your message. The program brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. Dan from New Berlin, you are on the mark this morning, sir. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You know, you can't fix a system that's as broke as a school system. Unfortunately, it it became broke over the many years. And I, I, to me, it started in 1925 and kept going downhill ever since. They teach to an agenda, anti-God an anti-sovereign nation of the United States. They want to completely brainwash the kids into a global idea of living. Globalism is what they teach to. And you can't, you can't change the system. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. I don't see it ever going back to value-type education. Well, what about, you know, our, our the email we just had from E.B., who says that she believes uh, that her kids should learn about, she has a second grader, I think she said a sixth grader, and that, that she wants them to learn about um, LGBTQ issues, she wants them to learn about uh, critical race theory, and that should be taught in schools. You're saying the opposite. So how do we, how do we arrive at some conclusion here? And we, we learned about them things when I was in school. 
but we even back in that time we learned the truth about it we didn't learn a perverted truth about them ideas you know here's what we learned we learned homosexuality was a sickness we didn't learn that it was something to be promoted and put on the pedestal we learned that you could recover from that even in the this was public school education I don't remember being taught anything about homosexuality in schools and I suspect I went around the same time you did I mean, right. we, we, yep. did, we didn't even talk about an issue like that. And, and I don't, you know, I, I think that you have to you have to agree, Dan, that the world has changed. You know, once we believe the world was flat, we don't believe that anymore. You know, you know, I have a book sitting right in front of me that said the earth was round for many years before man believed it. In fact, that it, you know, right from the beginning that the earth was round in a spear. But today, this, we, we basically kicked that whole book out of the education system. It, it can't even be talked about barely, legally in class. Yeah, you can talk about it out of class, but not in class legally. And once we did that, in 1925, we basically set ourselves on the trajectory downhill, and it's been going that way ever since. And yep, to till this day, now we're teaching everything for globalism, like the Green New Deal. You got to go with it, and that kind of thing. We're world citizens. So not what, citizens of a sovereign nation. What do we do, Dan? Do we throw education out the window? Do we get no, rid of we, our public schools? Get rid of them entirely? And what do we do? No. This what this what our governor promised he would do, but didn't do. Have a voucher system and competition, as our friend Lance said. Competition might might. I don't think it would, but it could bring the public schools back to common sense. But I don't, I don't think it would. But that's the best thing, vouchers. And if the system dies on its own, so be it. We okay. have to go. But what if, the, what if these schools that are funded by the voucher system are teaching the th- very things you don't want taught? Well, that's their privilege, you know. And how have we improved? How have we improved, Dan? If you believe certain things should be taught in schools and they're not being taught there, how, how, do, we, uh, how do we change anything? Well, the competition will do that. Like now, we have lots of Christian schools, and, of course, they'll teach pretty much what I believe, but there'll be other schools that may not. But the competition will bring, make it so everybody has a chance. And uh, like you said, the basic skills is what you want to start with, what we were taught when I was in school. But we weren't anti 
God, we weren't anti-Scripture. In fact, I learned, yeah, gospel hymns in public school, believe it or not. Well, I believe it. Yep, <laughs> and we, were, we weren't taught to hate, you know, God or the Scripture. Or we were taught to love the United States. My teachers, as far as I know, were all patriots. Well, I hope you're right. You know, <laughs> and you know, at that time, it, we received a lot different education than they do today. In them short, what is it, 60-some 60, 60 years, how things changed. Yeah, but they're, you know, let's face it, Dan, if there are vouchers, the religious schools will get some of them, but other schools will be set up. If you're right and they see there's money to be made, somebody will start another school. And it may be just secular, as you claim to not want, and it may be globalist, as you claim to not want. And so then we have all these kids going to all these different schools, being taught all these different things based on the ideology, the preferences, ideological preferences of their parents or the school that they're attending. And, and I don't think that's teaching kids how to think. Again, that's teaching kids what to think. Well, you know, if you you can teach both you can teach both systems and let the kids decide which they want to believe. You you put both of them out there and I think they'd come to the most of them come to the conclusion that hey, it's better to live in freedom. Yeah, but Dan, it is in tyranny. Dan, and, you you called this program, and we're opposed to having the after-school Satan Club in the Allentown School District. That's putting both sides out there, isn't it? Well, it, it turned. I don't think the forefathers of our country ever thought there would be people that would really want to have a Satan Club. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think they ever thought the day would come when we would get so far from truth that we would want to honor the enemy of our soul. Fair enough, Dan. I, I didn't think they ever thought that would be here, but that okay. being as it is, that's how far we drifted from truth. Okay. Hey, listen, Dan, we have another caller we have to take. Thank All you right. so much. You I appreciate have a great day. Dan, I appreciate your comments, as always. You're always willing to talk to us. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Take yep. care. Okay, Stanley, you're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, as far as EB, if she wants her kids to learn what she thinks they want to learn, then she needs to teach them. But not everybody that sends their kids to the government schools want that thought. So what do we do? Do you go with the vocal minority or do you go with the majority? As I, far as what's taught like that, on, on that level. I'm talking the LGBT alphabet soup stuff and, and, and the CRT stuff. Isn't there a way to teach it so that kids understand what it is without telling them what they should believe about it? Well, that's what the teachers are getting paid to do, but for some reason it doesn't seem the teachers want to do that. Some of them. I ain't saying all of them, but there are some, and it's a, probably more than we want it to be, want to teach them wh how to th or what to think, not how to think. That just seems to be the way it is. I, you know, I haven't been in school in 40 years, so, you know, I don't know and you know but that's you know i'm of the opinion if she really wants her kids to learn it that's fine then get the books and teach them but don't make it a requirement enforce it upon 
other people's kids that don't want them to be taught that. Well, I think I think what EB's point was, and she says it in the last sentence, it's essential that we make sure schools teach what we believe they need to be taught. You know, or teach okay. what we believe they need to be taught. So that's in effect saying, well, and I think she's being tongue in cheek, that the parents shouldn't really be determining. It should be left to the pros, to the people who know education, that they should make those decisions. But again, and they have to be accountable to parents. Right, the ones paying the bill. Right. Uh, and that's the thing. Right, like I said, if she wants to do that, that's fine. She could teach her kids. She can go buy the queer whatever books or whatever at the bookstores, and she can present it to them and let them learn that stuff. That's fine. That's her right and privilege as a parent. But she doesn't have the right and privilege to force that upon other parents and their kids that don't want that taught. And that's exactly what's going on. All right, so All right. let's take about take the other issues. Let's talk about slavery and reparations. What should be taught about those things? What should be taught about the 1619 Project? What should be taught about critical race theory? Anything? Yeah, that slavery was bad and slavery is evil. And it did happen, and it was stopped, and it should never happen again. But unfortunately, it is happening to this day. There is slavery in this country and around the world. In this country, it becomes sex slave and the stuff that's coming across the southern border because of the failure of the governments to shut the border down. And it's being allowed. So until that is stopped, let's teach that stuff, too. Let's put that out, where it's coming from and how it's done. I think slavery is the most evil thing that ever happened in the world, and I don't want it ever to come back. But for some reason, it's never gone away. People are evil. Okay, there is evil in the world, and people still practice that stuff. All right? So, yes, it should be taught. Now, the 1619 Project is built upon lies. This country is not founded on slavery. The country was founded when? 1776 is when the Declaration of Independence. Slavery came here in 16 what? 19. Right. We were not, the country was not formed at that point. It was a colony of... Britain, Spain, and whoever else had control over the colonies. So to say that it was built upon slavery is a bunch of crap. But that's not why. That's one of the reasons. She called about Gal Loft, which is the Israeli that is the whistleblower. He's an Israeli-American, so is an Israeli and American. I guess he has dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. That's that's my assumption. I could be wrong. Okay. In, in uh, 2019... He had a three-day meeting, from what I've heard, and he said, because I've seen the video he put out after he went on the lam because he was, you know, arrested for being a unregistered Chinese agent, blah, 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 foreign agent, which they still haven't arrested Hunter for that, but that's a whole other story. He said he has information, proof, and he presented it and gave it to the FBI because he met with them for three days over in Europe somewhere, okay? And there was like five or six of them he met with gave him that information then he heard nothing more about it now all of a sudden they want to arrest him and charge him with being an unregistered foreign agent and and say he's an arms dealer for the chai comms they're co- and because the doj knows that if they do this that the congress cannot have him as a witness for wh- whistleblower they cannot have his testimony because it's an ongoing criminal case right. that's the way they play this silly game fair enough that's an interesting so, point. So it needs to 
you know, the, the DOJ is causing the problem. This guy says it. Let's let's hear what he has to say. I'm not afraid of what he has to say. Why why is DOJ Biden and and, and that crew? Why are they afraid to hear what he has to say? Well, that's, if, that's if he can't prove it, which he says he can, then what's the worry? A lot of times you you don't find out about criminal activity from people who are saints. You find out about it from people who are less than saintly. So, you know, I, I certainly think he should be heard. Hey, thanks a lot, Stan. Appreciate your call, as always. We have to take a quick break, and then we have a caller standing by, 570-743-9565. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Today on Hey Culligan, Smart Home, Smarter Water Softener. Here's Kevin. Hey Culligan, can a smart water softener lift those heavy salt bags for me? Kevin, it can. (laughs) Wait, it can? Yep, the smart high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can alert your dealer when the salt needs to be replaced, and they'll do it for you, so your water stays soft and you stay away from lifting the bags. I mean, I could lift them if I wanted. No judgment here, Kevin. We're happy to do it, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Call Culligan of North Central Pennsylvania today for all your water treatment needs and set up a free in-home water test with a water professional that knows the water where you live. Culligan of North Central Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-788-1978. That's 1-800-788-1978. Or visit them online at callculligan.com. That website again is callculligan.com. Culligan. Better water, pure and simple. Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business is growing. We've got people all over now. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending the Uma cloud phone system with auto attendant and more than 50 features. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Just $24.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Find Small Business Calm at uma.com slash radio. That's O-O-M-A dot com slash radio. Welcome back to On the Mark. And Chris, you've got some time today. You're on the mark, sir. Good morning. Boy, well, uh, Stan will believe anything they, they push in front of his face, I think. But uh, we'll see, I guess. The Republicans can still call, call him as a witness, but they can't they can if he's not caught. So where is he he's now? On is it, he's on the lamb, huh? Yes, he's on the lamb. Okay. So uh, that's that's their guy. Oh, we can't talk to him because he's running away from uh, arrest from the United States government. So uh, we can't call him. But this is what he'd say, and it's all true. 
Yeah, I believe it right away. Well, you know, I we jump do. Jump on that before I even heard him. I know he's going to tell us the truth. But you don't, you, you, <laughs> you have to admit that sometimes we learn about criminal activity from criminals Absolutely. and not from other people. And you know how the Republicans think of the Democratic whistleblowers that were pretty committed no crimes, that were, that were honest whistleblowers going out of self-concern. Who are you, who are you thinking uh, not of? Not out of self-concern, but out of concern for the country. Who are you they thinking? They slandered Any, them. Anybody? They, their man fired them. I mean, the hypocrisy is so great, it's amazing. Who are you thinking but the, of, Chris? The slimy guys, yeah. We, it's, it's all a plot against us, so we can't find out anything. Is there anybody right. in particular you're thinking about, Chris, who has been badly treated by the right, uh, who is a whistleblower? I mean, uh, lieutenant who uh, revealed the existence of the phone call to... to uh, the lieutenant colonel, you mean? Yeah, lieutenant colonel. I can't and the woman who is the State Department... Uh, Official, but wouldn't you? And their best expert in the area. Wouldn't you agree that we all tend to agree with those who support what we support and disagree with those who don't? Yes, and you, there, there's people who are credible because of their past record and what they did, and there are people who aren't. And there's people like Comer or Comer or whatever his name is who announces we have really good information, we just can't find it. And right? Who are you going to believe? Well, don't you remember Come a certain on, don't you remember then, a certain uh, congressman who said I have absolutely irrefutable proof that Donald Trump yes, colluded with yes, the Russians? And uh, the McCarthy party is at it again. <laughs> yeah, but you got to admit that this is on both sides. This isn't just limited to conservatives. Oh, they're both sides will be prejudiced one way or another, I assume. Yes. yes. But how they present it and what they say before they present it and what information they claim to have for versus what information actually happens, that's different. But isn't it... Who's more consistent one way or another? But isn't it, isn't it our to right to... The Chris, Democrats are much better at that being honest and consistent than the Republicans. Chris, isn't been, it... Can I ask and interrupt you for one second? Aboard. Chris, can I interrupt you for one second? Isn't it better that we get a chance to hear these people and assess for ourselves their credibility? Yeah, well, go arrest them, but don't say what he said. Don't, don't make up stuff about what he's saying before he, we have a chance to have any uh, confirmation of what, what and why he's saying it. But don't you what think... what the information is that he's actually basing anything All right, well, on. then where did it come from? Where did this information come from about I the, don't the speculation know. about what he might Do say? You know? No, I don't. I'm you asking know? you. I'm no, asking I, you. Exactly. <laughs> it's unknown. That's my point. Well, I thought maybe you knew because it's I don't. unknown. Nobody knows it. Apparently. So, well, I mean, somebody because they can't get anybody to testify about it yet, right? Somebody must know it, or unless they're just making stuff up. No, yeah, well, that's a very distinct possibility, isn't it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll cheerfully admit <laughs> I don't know. Right, uh, but it's a distinct possibility, isn't it? It's also a distinct possibility it's, they're telling the absolute truth. I, I suppose so, but you, but uh, take it. You 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 look at which way the coins weighted when you uh, throw it up. Well, it depends a, a on whether a Chinese spy who's getting Iran gas sold to China, or hey, and by the way, 
Dan was talking about the Scopes trial, 1925. Right. That's when the world went wrong. And actually, Scopes was found guilty, so it worked his way. Yeah, he was found guilty. Sorry, Chris, we're out of time again. you got to call earlier in the day if you want to get all your thoughts in. Hey, thanks so much for being with us. We'll be back with On the Mark tomorrow, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania.